Well, we continue this morning with our series on the fourfold gospel represented in our official emblem of the Alliance, Alliance Canada here. And today we, we're moving on to the next symbol, which is a pitcher filled with oil used for healing. And this represents Christ, our healer. He's the one who not only saves us, not only cleanses us, but he also heals us. And by doing so, we are made new again, made whole again, restored to good health, both spiritually and physically. In today's passage, we turn to the Gospel of Luke, and we witness a healing here taking place by Jesus. A man with leprosy or some kind of skin disease approaches Jesus. Luke, the writer, who is a physician himself, notes that for this man, his condition is quite advanced. He states in verse 12 that the man was covered with leprosy. Leprosy itself, as you may know, is a disease that damages the the nerve endings of the body, affecting especially the bodily extremities, fingers, toes, nose, ears, and you lose bodily tissue uh, from the damage of this disease, and it causes disfiguring of the body. And at this time, in Jesus' day, it was, it was a feared disease, very, very much a feared disease. There was no cure at the time, and some forms of it were, were highly contagious. It was also re- required by Jewish law to self-isolate. I kind of know what that's all about. And, and to separate out from society. So those who, who suffered from this disease were usually social outcasts. Jewish law gets very specific about these skin diseases. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 13, when, when someone has a skin condition, the person must go see the priest who examines the person and their condition and declares the person unclean. The person from here on out is under the priest's watch care and must abide by very specific rules and, and restrictions. And this man in our story today, who's suffering from this skin disease, is, is most likely under an official diagnosis from the priest being perpetually unclean because of his condition. Well, this leads us to notice a, a couple of things in our story today. This man with leprosy approaches Jesus, which is, first of all, against the rules. He's supposed to stay away, especially since his condition is a serious one. The disease has spread all over his body. And so this man is risking risking himself here, and he's, he's also risking Jesus, risking getting Jesus in trouble and, and sick by uh, approaching him. Uh, but this man shows great courage. He shows great faith in this, in this moment by, by coming to Jesus and falling down in front of him with his face to the ground in a, in a totally submissive posture here and begging Jesus, begging him. He says, Lord, Lord, he's acknowledging Jesus as Lord. He says, Lord, if you are willing, if it's your will, you can make me clean. Now, this man does not approach Jesus questioning if Jesus is able or capable of doing this, of making him clean. Oh, oh maybe, maybe you can make me clean. No, not at all. This man is fully convinced There's no doubt in his mind that Jesus is the one. Jesus is able to heal him. And this man is willing to take the risk. And for him, you know, it's it's a question more of of will Jesus do it or not? 
He knows he can do it. It's a question of, will Jesus do it? He knows that Jesus can, but, but will he? But he won't know unless he tries, right? He has to go there and ask. And so he goes for it. And in response, Jesus is not only willing to heal the man, he's also willing to break rules himself in the process, risk his health. Luke states that Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. It's another broken rule. In Mark's gospel, Mark adds to this story, this, this story is in all three of our synoptic gospels, Mark adds that, that Jesus touched him because he was so moved deeply with compassion for this man when he saw him. And so Jesus reached out, he touched the man. And Jesus was more than willing to help him and certainly able to do so. And so Jesus replied and he said, I am willing, be clean. And immediately, Luke tells us, the leprosy left the man and he was made well. Now we have to notice the language being used here in this interaction taking place between Jesus and this man. When, when the man approaches Jesus, he says to Jesus, you know, the man's full of faith here, he says, you can make me clean. He doesn't say you can heal me, although that's what he means. I mean, of course, that's what he's getting at. You know, he wants to be healed, but, but he's speaking in terms of, in terms of, of cleanliness, being, being made clean. And this, this goes back to, to what we were just talking about, about uh, this man being under Jewish law. Right? He's living with this diagnosis from, from the priest uh, who, who has most likely officially declared him unclean. So he has this in his mind, and, and here Jesus' response to him is, is you know, also speaking this, this same kind of language here pertaining to Jewish law in, in, in that Jesus says, I am willing, yes, be clean. In Jewish society, a person could move in and out of states of cleanness and uncleanness according to the purity codes of the law. Sometimes this related to committing a sin, which of course makes you unclean as, as an immoral act before God. But other times, you can become unclean in, in other ways, uh, such as eating certain foods that are unclean, bodily fluid discharges for both men and women would make you unclean. Uh, childbirth makes a woman unclean for a, a certain amount of time. And, and here in this case, you know, getting sick, having, having a disease, makes you unclean. And whenever a person is unclean, then the law also provides a ceremonial process uh, for the person to, to go through in order to return to a state of cleanness, to, to move out of that state of uncleanness. And, and this process of, of going from unclean back to clean is, is also a kind of healing process. It's a healing process, healing from whatever it might be that made you unclean in the first place. And sometimes this healing process or this waiting period, there's a waiting period involved in this, and sometimes it's very short, maybe just a day till, till, that, till that evening. Sometimes it lasts a whole week. It, it depends on what it is. 
but there's this healing notion incorporated into this, this whole process of, of moving from being unclean to being clean again. And in our story today, we are, we're seeing exactly this close association between cleanness, uncleanness, and, and healing. The man is being healed from his skin disease, but it's being spoken of and done so in terms of the purity rules, the purity codes of being made clean again. So he says, Lord, you can make me clean. Jesus says, I will be clean. And what Jesus then tells the man after Jesus just heals him, again, what, what Jesus goes on to say, it's, it's affirming the Jewish law here and, and the customs. Jesus says, well, okay, now, now you're healed. Don't, now don't tell anyone. Right? Don't tell anyone. Just go straight to the priest Show yourself to him. Show him that your skin is healed. Show him you know, what, what has just been done for you, that, that you're healed. And, and then perform the ceremonial requirements that are, that are um, you know, prescribed in the law. Do these things with the priest and according to the purity laws. Everything Moses commanded you as a testimony concerning the, the cleansing that you've just received. Give glory to God in this process that that you have been healed as a, as a testimony to God and to the community that, that you have been healed. In this case, it involves healing from a, a specific skin disease, but being healed, that is going from a state of uncleanness to cleanness, again, can involve all kinds of things. It involves our whole body, not just the physical, not just the skin on our bodies or some t tangible area of our bodies, but it also involves our spiritual health, it involves our mental and emotional health, healing that we need in, in all of these areas. And this is where we begin to see the interconnection going on here between each of the parts of the fourfold gospel that we've been covering. How healing runs through each of them. We have Christ our Savior, represented by the cross. Jesus' atoning death on the cross was an act of healing. There's a lot to see here in terms of healing in the atonement. Have you, have you looked at the atonement through this lens before? In terms of healing? Healing in the atonement of Christ? And, and what was done there on the cross. Through his blood shed, we can be forgiven of our sins, which initiates the healing process from our sins. Because of his death, we are made whole again from the effects of sin that causes brokenness in our lives and in the world. And we're brought into salvation, the salvation of God, which brings about restoration in our lives. This is healing. Right? And then what's our next picture? Right, last week we were talking about Christ our sanctifier, signified by the wash basin or the laver. Right? And this, this one is plain to see. Right? Sanctification is about being cleansed, about being made clean, being washed, washed in the blood of Christ that was shed on the cross. This connects us back to the cross. 
being washed by Jesus, sanctified by him means, means we're being healed. We're being healed from, from what makes us unclean before God so that, so that as Jesus says, we can have a part with, with him. Remember what he told Peter last time? He says, Peter, I have to wash you. I need to wash you, otherwise you have no part with me. And so we are sanctified. We are washed in Christ so that we can continue to be with him and abide in him. And then today we have a pitcher meant for pouring oil. And this represents Christ, our healer. But already with the other two aspects of Christ, Christ our Savior, Christ our sanctifier, we're saying that also in these, Christ is our healer. We want, we want to note this here. So we're, we're trying to get a fuller picture, a fuller picture of, of who Christ is as our healer. That when it comes to bringing healing into our lives, God wants us to make a full recovery a comprehensive recovery. He wants the healing to be, to be deep, a, a thorough one that cleanses our whole bodies, all the different dimensions of who we are, not just the physical part of it. Yes, that's, that's part of it, that's important, but it's also our soul, our, our spirit, right? our minds, our whole existence. Healing, God wants to bring healing to all of, all of that. When the prophet Isaiah foretold the death of Jesus, he wrote, surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. By his wounds we are healed. And as we've been mentioning through this series, each icon of, of the fourfold gospel has an accompanying scripture verse. And these verses from here that we have this morning from Isaiah are the ones selected by the Alliance uh, to represent Christ, our healer. Coming from Isaiah, signified by this picture, a picture of oil, the healing oil. It, it does lay emphasis on physical healing bodily healing in, in the fourfold gospel. And, and our text today with the, with the, the man with leprosy uh, in Luke illustrates this, and Jesus, Jesus healing this man with the skin disease. But, but we, always, we always want to view the, the healing, the physical healing, as part of the larger picture of, the, of, of our whole bodies, healing being given to our whole bodies and how God brings his healing into every dimension of our lives. We want to claim this truth. We claim this. We claim this as, as the truth of God with the same kind of faith that we saw, that we see with this, this man who approached Jesus with this skin disease. Same kind of faith. This man was determined. He was convinced. Jesus, you can make me clean. We want to have the same kind of faith in him. Well, once again, we want to hear from Pastor Simpson today as we've been doing so 
uh, in the, over the past couple of times. And we want to hear, continue to hear a bit of, of his story. And you know, on, on this subject, on this subject of healing, uh, this was big. This was a big one. This, this was huge for him and, and, and in his life, uh, which, which is why he incorporated this into the fourfold gospel, why he wanted to put emphasis on healing, uh, especially bodily healing, physical healing, uh, into kind of the, the distinctives uh, that we have uh, as, the, as the alliance and, and our, our core values, our, our core beliefs. Well, from a young age, uh, Simpson suffered from poor health. From the time he was very young, he, he had a, a number of, of health conditions in his life that he struggled with. He suffered from heart trouble. Uh, he, had, he had breathing problems. Uh, it, it made him feel uh, very fatigued just all the time. Uh, when, when he started pastoring, he, he would easily get sick uh, frequently, and, and he would have to take extended time off uh, to, to recover, and, and he would be on a lot of medicine, 19th century medicine. Uh, but he was, he was constantly trying to cope with this. Uh, he felt like he had to push through uh, with his condition uh, all, you know, while, while trying to fulfill his pastoring duties. Uh, it really, really slowed him down you know, in his early years uh, of pastoring. And, and he talks about how on a weekly basis, it would take him usually until Wednesday of that week to recover from Sunday. You know, the, the, the busyness and the long day of, of ministering and, and teaching and preaching on, on Sundays, he, he would just get wiped out. And he couldn't get ready, start getting ready for the next Sunday until like Thursday. And then, he, it, was, and then it was just this constant stress. And, um, and he, he said he would get tired of his congregants constantly saying, oh, our, our pastor is so delicate. You know, we, we don't, we don't want to ask too much of him because, you know, he might get sick and, and, you know, he has so many health concerns. And he, Simpson got so tired of this. You know, and, and, and he just didn't like how he felt like needs were being unmet in his congregation because he couldn't, he couldn't um, adequately, uh, you know, he, his health wasn't really up to par to really meeting the needs that, that were there. Well, when Simpson was, was in his late 30s, uh, maybe early 40s, uh, I'm not exactly sure, uh, what, during this time he, he hit a very low point in, in his health, uh, in his life, and, and he got very sick. And, and he really thought at this time that he, he really wasn't going to live much longer. And he was now at this time pastoring a church in New York. And at, and at this time his doctor told him, yeah, thing, things are just not good for you. Things are not good. Um, your health is, is really deteriorating. Um, and and he, he may only have a few, a few months or so, maybe less than a year to live. And so uh, he, Simpson really needs to take it easy. Uh, he, and as a result, he went into a depression because of this. It was a really low point in his life. Well, that summer, that summer, Simpson started listening to testimonies from, from people just kind of in kind of the radar of his ministry. He, he started listening to testimonies of people saying how, how they were healed, how, how their health improved physically uh, through, through God, by, by trusting God, by, by trusting in his word, through, through prayer. And, and Simpson started listening to these testimonies, and God started to challenge him and, and kind of confront Simpson in this. And, and, and Simpson realized that when it comes to this topic of, of physical healing of our bodies, 
being healed by God, especially in this modern day, you know, in his day, remember this is the, the age of enlightenment, the time of enlightenment, great, great, it's all about great human advancements and achievements during this time, right, in the 19th century, and this, this belief was very strong that, that, you know, that mankind can accomplish great things and hasn't changed much, but you know, this was very strong in, in, in that time, and, and Simpson realized that, that his faith is very weak, in this area of physical healing, just like how his body physically is very weak. He, he realized that, that hey, I, I'm, I'm listening to all the voices out there that are saying that, well, God doing healings today, ah, uh, come on, that's, that's, that's kind of presumptuous. That, that's like borderline superstitious, right? And, and Simpson was, was really uh, wrestling with this. Uh, he, he's... He, he had a hard time. He said, I'm, I'm, I don't really know where I, what I really believe on this. And, and he, he realized that his faith was, was weak in this. And, and, and eventually, as, as you know, he, he was listening to these testimonies and he was uh, really processing this and bringing this to the Lord, he eventually clicked for him. He clicked for, it clicked for him. And, and he, re, he really realized that this whole time, this whole time his thinking had been off. Wasn't really thinking straight on this, that, that he was making an unnecessary divide here, a separation in his mind between Christ's atoning death on the cross, what was accomplished there for salvation, Christ's sanctifying work both on the cross and in our everyday lives by his spirit, cleansing us, washing us. Simpson was taking all of this and separating this from the area of physical bodily healing by God. He was creating this division, this, this separation in his mind, and, and he was keeping the two apart. He had been thinking that, that matters of salvation, matters of sanctification, need to remain in their own theological boxes and, and can't be touched by anything else. While, while healing, physical healing, div- divine healing, uh, that belongs somewhere else. Let me push that over here. Um, you, you, can't, you can't mix the two. They need to stay separate. And eventually, Simpson re- came to this realization that this is how kind of his theology was, and he came to the conclusion that, you know, there's, there's no good reason for this. Why do I have this separation in my mind on this? And, and he dove into the scriptures, and he found that there's no good scriptural grounds for maintaining such a separation. Rather, bodily healing by God and salvation and sanctification are are all closely related. They all pertain to healing, the healing of God. But of course, coming at it differently, and, and there's different aspects of it, but it's all about the healing of the whole person. Don't separate these out. You bring them all together. And this was the turning point for him seeing how this is God's will, healing in this sense. And Simpson, in his own words, he said, I became convinced that physical healing was part of Christ's glorious gospel for a sinful and suffering world and and the purchase of his blessed cross for all who would believe and receive his word. And as a result of this separation that he was holding on to before, Simpson realized that, that his faith 
was, was off balance. He, he, was, he was strong in his faith when it came to matters of salvation and sanctification. Well, he could preach very boldly on, on, on that. The saving work of Christ, the cleansing work of Christ. Simpson had no problem putting his trust in those things. But on the other hand, his faith was very weak when it came to applying God's healing to our physical bodies. And, and specifically this kind of healing from God. So Simpson decided, I need a change of heart here. I need to kind of fix my theology. (laughs) And and God helped him in this to to help identify for him a, a piece of God's truth that Simpson was just not believing, at least not with his whole heart. And so Simpson made a pledge to God he made a pledge to God, kind of in the same way that, that we accept Christ to be our Savior, right? That kind of prayer that we, we pray when we put our trust in him. Well, Simpson prayed this. He said, he said, I take the Lord, oops. <clears throat> he said, I take the Lord Jesus, I take the Lord Jesus as my physical life for all the needs of my body until all my life work is done. Well, there was a lot more to his prayers. It was a much longer prayer. Um, but he was for the first time, he was for the first time putting his trust in God as his healer. It's a new way of seeing things in who Christ is. Christ as healer. And, and as Simpson puts it, on that day he, he prayed that he took Christ as his healer that day. It was a first step perhaps a baby step, in starting to exercise his faith in this, to start developing it and strengthening it, to have more faith in God when it comes to this area of healing. Perhaps it was a small step at first, but it was a move on Simpson's part that would really start to resemble the same faith as the leper, as the man with the leprosy, that same conviction, that same that same faith in God, that that act of surrender, right, to approach Jesus, to zero in on Jesus and claim him as my healer, putting his trust in Jesus as the one who can make him clean, who can bring healing to his body and being fully convinced of this. Simpson finally got himself on that road and started heading in that direction. Well, for him, it wasn't an instantaneous transformation in his health, but he does describe a, a, new, a new sense of peace that came over him that day. But a change definitely happened for Simpson from that day onwards, and I think we could still describe it as a miracle, a miraculous healing uh, by God in, in Simpson's life. And Simpson's health did gradually improve, and it improved and it really improved. Over time, as his faith, faith grew stronger in this, his body also grew stronger, and it, and it was healing. Simpson describes how, how also how God sent many experiences since then in, into his life to test his faith as a way to grow his faith in this area. And Simpson learned how to depend on God more and more each day, which he wasn't really doing that in terms of his own physical health and healing. 
he became increasingly, increasingly conscious and thankful that every ounce of his physical strength was a sign of God's grace in his life. He's become more aware of this and, and, and more grateful. And, and it, was, it was Christ living in him, Christ alive, the risen Christ living in him that made this possible. It enabled Simpson to do all that he could do. And you know what? It sure was a lot. He ended up doing a lot. Simpson went on to live into his mid-70s, and he became very busy serving the Lord, doing much more than he had done in his younger years. Now he was preaching and teaching, sometimes three, four times a week now. He was traveling all over, speaking at conferences, large evangelistic meetings that he would help organize and, and run and put these on. He also started to do a lot of writing, a lot of publishing. And it's true, if you look at the volume of his publications in the latter part of his life, wow, it's large. He started doing a lot of writing. He, he set up a publishing house. He ran a publishing house that they would put out weekly publications. It was really something. And did you know that he wrote a lot of music? He wrote a lot of music. He composed music, and, and, we, and we have these. Uh, it's, it's incredible. He, there was definitely a change in his life uh, from, from before. He was a man on the move. He was, he was on the go, and, and he stayed healthy through this. He, he, was, he was never again forced to take a, an extended time off to rest and recover because of his poor health. Instead, he was able to labor for the Lord, as he calls it, with increasing comfort, strength, and delight. And Simpson says this. He said, now life has had for me a zest, a labor and exhilaration that I never knew in the freshest day of my childhood. It has been a continual delight and seldom any burden or fatigue and much very much easier in every way than the far lighter tasks of my former years. And Simpson says, all of this comes from nothing else than the life of Christ manifested in my mortal flesh. It's Christ, his indwelling spirit, quickening his body as he learns to depend on Christ every day, both spiritually and physically. He's not living and working in his own strength, but drawing his strength, his every breath from God in dependence on him. Just like how Jesus reached out and touched the man with leprosy, Christ unites himself to us, to our bodies. Christ unites his perfect risen body with our weak and mortal bodies, supplies us, with his strength, with his healing. Our bodies are for the Lord. The Lord is for our bodies. We are members of the body of Christ, are we not? Is this what it means to be a member of the body of Christ? We're united to him. So let's also take Christ, our healer, Let's put our trust in him. Whether, whether we are physically sick or not right now, we can take Christ, our healer, knowing that the healing Christ brings to us is so much more than just physical healing. It's healing that's vital to our whole bodies, our, our whole Christian life and, and existence. 
as James reminds us of the importance of faith in all of this, he says, Is anyone among you sick? Well, let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Well, when someone among us is sick, coping with an illness or a condition, we must pray for them. We must care for them. It's what we do as in Christian community. And we do so putting also our, our full trust and our faith in Christ, the one who heals. Remember for Simpson, he first needed that change of heart. He needed first to turn to God in faith and start growing in that faith. That's what made the difference. So praying for one another is important when someone needs healing, but what is just as important is encouraging one another in this process, building each other up in the faith, especially in this area of healing, and especially for the person not feeling well. Encouraging them in their faith so that we can all, together, we can all turn to the Lord in this. We can turn to the person, Christ, our healer, and we believe with full conviction in our hearts that he can heal us. He's the one who can make things better. Having the same faith as that man who risked it all to approach Jesus, saying, you can heal me, full of faith. And in the same way that we put our trust in Christ as our Savior, in the same way that we put our trust in Christ as our sanctifier, let's also depend on him as our healer. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for, for who you are in so many different ways.